0: Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Supervalue, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy Supervalue, Virginia. Supporting local. Brady's Arva Limited. and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Supervalue Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue, delighted to be joined in studio by the sports editor of the anglo Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick We're going to be looking back over a review of 2016 um, We'll be discussing the Cavan minors, the under-21s, the ladies, the seniors, Terry out and Matty in We'll be talking about the clubs and then we'll be finishing off with what went on at the GA Congress back in December So Paul, how was your Christmas?
1: quite enough to, I, mean, I had the dreaded man flu so I was in bed for a few days of it geez it must have been terrible oh it was that have you ever had it
0: Yeah, yeah yeah but mine was way worse than anybody <laughs> else's of course <laughs> uh, looking back over the the, the Cavan's GA scene for 2016 I suppose as a whole on the football field it wasn't a great year overall bar the promotion into Division 1 but maybe starting with the minors the Miners was, was, when you look back in hindsight, it was a big disappointment really, wasn't
1: it? The Miners last year, was, yeah, it was a disappointment. You'd have to say, um, never really got going, didn't do themselves justice on, on the big day especially. You know, we, we kind of dismissed the Ulster Minor League as experimental. The Cabin traditionally don't do well in that, even when they have done well in the, in the minor championship. Mm. So we weren't, I know I wasn't too alarmed by, by the Ulster Minor League results, even though they were taking some tankings slightly concerned but not overly so but but then coming up to championship it's um, hard to think Geez, these boys have, have barely won a game all year here and next thing you know um, they went out and ne- never really looked like winning now they had a they had a good goal this allowed mm-hmm. in my opinion from Stephen Smith I think it was But um, and they had an injury to James Smith he was only fit, fit to come on but you're going to get that anyway like, they should have had enough there to cover that Um, they were well beaten yeah it's disappointing b- very disappointing and, and after after showing signs of promise the year before um, wasn't it the year before yeah. we got, to, got to the quarter final and played very well in the second half against Galaire. So um yeah look it's a serious business minor football now and um probably maybe Kevin would be better served to put a bit more emphasis on that Ulster Minor League.
0: Yeah, it it's definitely something to to be looking at. Like is you you, you hit the nail maybe on the head there. Traditionally we don't do well in, in or take the Ulster Minor League too seriously but Traditionally we don't do well in the Ulster Minor Championship either. You know, we're we're, we're what the first win was back in two thousand and eleven,
1: yeah. Well Cavan's record historically in, in minor football is dreadful. It's it's considering especially that we've won thirty nine Ulster senior titles, like Cavan have only won I think about five Ulster Minor titles, I'll try and add them up. I think they won two in a row in the late thirties and they got two they won two All Irelands as well. And then they they won one in fifty nine the one won in 52 and got to the all-in final and lost it. The one won in 59 and got to the all-in final and lost it. Uh, they didn't win one through the whole 60s and the seniors were winning all around them. The one won in 74. Didn't mm. win one again until 2011. Yeah. And haven't really come close to winning one since. I know they got to the final and lost to Derry but I think Derry were the better team that day. Mm. Um, Connor Glass.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that. Very impressive. Connor Glass. But it's something Cavan have to rectify because Tyrone have shown it. Dublin have shown it Kerry now have three, four, five, six years ago they started to realise that they need to be winning minor All-Irelands to, to start the conveyor belt going and we haven't we, we, we kind of kick-started it a wee bit but with 2011 came back to it a wee bit in 2015 by getting to the Ulster final but we need constantly to be at the, the forefront of Ulster football yeah. Minor level.
1: Absolutely, yeah, instill that winning mentality. Um I do think under twenty one football is probably a better indicator because 'Cause you're three years further down the line, so I'd I'd nearly rather lose a minor level if you were going to win an under twenty one level. But obviously you'd rather if you had both. you'd rather we win in both like. But we did win at McCrory level in two thousand and fourteen, I think or twenty fifteen they won the McCrory like, but um yeah, it's something that's going to need to be to be looked hard at because y- you hate to see you hate to see that um, other countries getting ahead of you at minor level. It's it's not a good indicator. Like like football is still a dominant sport in this county, um, even though soccer has made great strides and rugby as well. But um, football is do- totally dominant in this county. We should be doing better at that age group.
0: Yeah, and, and I I think that that age group is only maybe an indicator of. The fact that I and and maybe I'm wrong. I, I think we've stagnated with our development squads. I was looking at the numbers of of training sessions that Monaghan 16 or sorry on the 14, on the 15, on the 16 are doing. Tyrone, I was talking to one of their coaching officers. The number of sessions that they're doing we're we're falling behind and in double digits on the number of fig, on the number of training sessions we're doing. It's not that we're doing five or six less. We're doing 30 and 40 less, and and that's surely. It's, it's, it's no rocket science the harder you work at something the better you become
1: yeah and I, that, you're right that, that's alarming to hear that I didn't know that but um, like Cavan need to be innovative we talked about this before Damien off air like like if Kevin if Kevin can't develop a forward we're not developing inside scoring forwards there's something in our football culture in Cavan mm. that is not showing up these scoring forwards inside where other counties are we've gone through this before in the podcast different counties produce different sides of players but Cavs need to, need to be innovative and cute and, and let's say, as we said before, why not pick 10 promising lads at, at 16 years of age and take them in for 18 months and give them intensive coaching and give them set goals for them and, you know, guess Johnny Johnston or Finta Cahill or Jason O'Reilly or whoever it is to come in, coach them and teach them the tricks of the trade and, and try and try and uh, actually solve the problem progressively with progressive thinking rather than just Hope that hope that a savior going to emerge from a development squad because it just he's not going to emerge. He didn't emerge ten years ago. He didn't emerge twenty years ago. He's not going to emerge. It, you keep doing what's the what's the first hope?
0: Well, yeah, you keep doing the same thing, and expecting different results is the definition continuity. of insanity. Yeah, but the, the the other the other thing is I was just going to say that is it um, hope without a plan is just a dream, but hope with a plan is. Is something that's achievable, you something know. so achievable, yeah. It's it, it just makes us say there doesn't appear to be a plan in place to develop these, or or if there is, it's it it seems to be that I will let them with the clubs and the clubs will go and develop them. But from talking with underage coaches in Cavan, it's it's not been laid out to the the club coaches then. So I I I think we're falling between stools here. We're looking after primary school kids with with our good coaches in Cavan and. They're they're wasting their time to be perfectly honest because a, a huge percentage of the kids that they're coaching aren't going to end up playing football.
1: You know, I'd love to get to see figures on the the numbers playing football if they exist. And you know, when I, back when I was playing underage football about forty years ago, it was there was uh, we were always in Division Three in Red Hills, and we used to play against the likes of um, well, like we had our own team always. We always had a full panel of players. We used to play against the likes of Lee, um Shercock, uh, um who else used to play Tempaport, But most of these te- those teams that we used to play back then in Division Three are now amalgamating. Kingscourt and Shercock are amalgamating at underage level. Like that's a ter- terrible indictment that a big town like Kingscourt can't put out a you know a minor team or an under sixteen team. And they can sometimes, but other times they can't. They're amalgamating for the O'Reilly Gales. You've gone in like in al- their rural areas, fair enough, they're amalgamating, but.
0: I'll give you the biggest, and and you heard it here first, in time, Cavan Gales and Drummley will amalgamate it on the Rage because the numbers are dwindling that bad. I had a conversation with Mickey Mooney from the Rasa and and Luna Bar, and we were just discussing the the numbers throughout on the Rage because in Cavan Town, the people who generally grew up in that area... Don't aren't, aren't their children aren't growing up in that area. Their children are outside of it, and what's left inside are are not generally GA people. So you're going to have in the, the 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 urban hub of the county, you're going to have one team. Of, in time, definitely at on the age and and don't rule it out in the future that it will go back to one team at 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 all levels.
1: That's mad. That's mad. I didn't realize it was going that bad. But it, something hard. needs to be done to address that. Like if it means that that um. 5% of the population of the county in rural areas are foreign nationals, and 40% in the urban areas are foreign nationals. Well, that means you need to get the foreign nationals playing or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just the only way around it yeah. if clubs want to keep their identity.
0: That's exactly it. That's exactly it. But Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend, and free function room. We cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Moving on to the, the under 21s, um and and again the the ward will be disappointing. I know it was it was a good Tyrone team, they were the All Ireland champions, but the uh it was a game that after maybe ten, fifteen minutes Cavan never looked like winning.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's easy. It's easy for me to sit here and be um, um, be a genius in hindsight. You know, Monday morning quarterback, as they say. But I, I did say to you a few weeks before the the 21 championship that I was worried for Calvin last year, and and you agreed to me because they had they spent the whole Hastings Cup trying out players, and it left them that by the time they had actually they had actually like I, I think I said to you that we we could name a panel of a here, and we could play off trials for eight weeks and we might get two or three lads out of the trials but we still knew the, who the panel were you had you had the pedigree of minor level you just knew enough about these lads to know who, who the, your final panel was going to be they brought in about 80 lads and I mean that's that's to be commended on one level it's totally exhaustive that takes a lot of effort to trawl the country like that but the only 21 management I think made a mistake there they, they, they cast the net too wide they spent weeks cutting down the panel getting rid of a lot of dead wood fellas who weren't going to make it with respect and you were left in with the same core that you had a few weeks earlier when you were actually starting to work with them and they left it too late and the fact of matter was in my opinion they weren't fit enough against their own that evening um, now it's hilarious that there's someone like me sitting here uh, arguing with uh, saying that the likes of Nia Lynch or, or Michael Hannon didn't prepare a team well because they're fellas who are big on sports science and have a lot of success
0: preparing teams but it, it, there was one hand be tied behind their back because they weren't appointed until I think it was October, or definitely late September, anyway. So they, when preparations would have been starting, they hadn't even a chance. And then no sooner had they been appointed, but the under twenty one club championship was gone, was was getting going, and that was the opportunity to go and look at players. So it ran into December. I think their first actual session together was over Christmas last year, yeah, which, you see, which was it was a huge, huge disadvantage. A Huge disadvantage because
1: you're talking about you only had three months from force walking yeah. in meeting a group of players to, to put them out in the championship game against the All Ireland champions. But I do think they made a strategic um error in, in the way they approached it. Given that short run in, they should have took a chance and said this is our panel. Yeah, possibly But maybe they had an eye on saying, look, it's it's too tight anyway, we've we'll throw the net out and next year we'll be hitting the ground running. And um, you know that they started I do think they are the right man for the job. I'm hoping um they've had success between them and like Mickey Hannan. He's a good friend of ours, and nobody knows the game better than Mickey Hannon. And
0: nobody will work as hard at it. Exactly, and they, they are a hard working team. And Niall Lynch has got a hell of
1: a record in yeah. club football. He's won two senior championships. He's got taken over his own club now to got them back up to Division One. So they're
0: matured. And well. Sigerson's success with with DCU as a player and as a manager, and, so and
1: Captain Mullahorn so to a senior championship. So it's a strong backroom team, and Rona Carroll, Car- of course.
0: Like that's it, and 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 in with respects to them, they uh, every single one of them are hard workers. So I'd imagine that this year we'll see a notable uh, change as in that, that the team will be so much better prepared. Like The, the Hastings Cup last year, although it was very experimental, we, we spoke about it during it, where the, the team changed from week to week to week. But they, they made the... The final of that Hastings Cup, I think, beaten by Westmead in the end.
1: Awfully, yeah.
0: Awfully sorry. But yes. they were leaking a
1: lot of goals, and that came back to haunt them in championship. The last yeah. two goals, yeah. Um, and that they kicked a lot of wides in that Tyrone game. Like um, Hannah did say to me at the time that on their own stats, on their key performance indicators, they were right there. But you know, sometimes stats don't tell it. Don't tell the whole story. Like I felt that they were. Her own looked like scoring. They looked dangerous last year in that game when they went up the field. Cavan just didn't. There was something about it that, you know, the stats don't tell you if a player is shooting with confidence. The stats don't tell you if a player is shooting with conviction. The t- stats just tell you that a player took a shot. Um, so, like, there's there's a little bit of gut instinct involved in the reading of it as well. But, um, yeah. I thought the uh, going by their result against Wisconsin the last day, Wisconsin were uh, warming up about an hour early for the game because it was so cold. And,. Went six points and no score up, and Cavan came back and beat them with three fifteen to eight or nine points. I think it was three fifteen to twelve. I think twelve points, up, yeah. So, 13, so um, they were. fantastic win.
0: Like it, and and it showed it showed absolutely uh, great resolve that I think the goals came from Quievin Riley and and Brian McGee, but came at the right time and the momentum turned and Cavan then turned the screw. So I think. I, as I said, I do think we'll see them vastly improved with their with their the level of preparation this year. Um last year overall I I know that the management were extremely disappointed talking to them and, and they they Niall Lynch on a number of occasions said he wasn't going to use the short run in that they had as an excuse and he never did use it as an excuse. But I think it is a fair uh maybe analysis to, to offer that excuse out to people that this year though is the tester this year yeah. you have to you have to show progress and and Kevin need to start start that conveyor belt again you know you were saying about on the 21s is more of a an indicator to what our seniors can get and and they need a forward I, in my opinion they have a forward there that's capable of stepping on the county seniors as soon as this under 21 is over in Cuevian Riley and if they can get him home, and and I actually think had Cuevian Riley been available last year we possibly would have beaten Tyrone you know his injury was a big big loss Thomas yeah. Galligan didn't really train coming up to that Tyrone game either he had an injury I think run into it David Wilson I don't think was part of the panel up until two or three weeks before it so you know the I suppose even bringing in David Wilson showed maybe a bit of desperation by the management that geez, well our backs are are weak here. We need to do something. So it's uh, you, you'd hope that it's that it's better prepared this year.
1: Yeah, better prepared. And in case anyone picks us up wrong, like Niall Lynch is a tremendous coach, absolutely tremendous. He, like he's one of the best young managers in Calvin, and uh, still is young. Like and has achieved a lot of success. He's in he's had the managing team since a young age. Like. Yeah. And, has achieved a lot of success. So I do think they're in safe hands and I do think they will do well. Like I, I was talking actually to one of the Fermanagh under-21 players by chance and they're playing Fermanagh in the first round and he says that you know they're already thinking that Cavanagh are going to be a real handful. So y- 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 the draw is working out nicely I for them.
0: Young McManus is a <laughs> boy. They
1: <laughs> don't want to name names. <laughs> and that's not the way he worded it.
0: But uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I think you know it will be favourites to beat Managh, like, And if they can get through that, they're only one game from it and that's the final... You never know what'll happen then, so fingers crossed, but That's it. we'll have fun watching them.
0: Do you need insurance for your business? Why not contact the experts at BBI Ireland and join the winning team situated at Town Hall Street, Cavan. For all your property, farm and business needs, make BBI Ireland your first choice. Log on to bbiireland.ie or contact Anthony Ford or Desi Smith in Cavan on 049 433 1038. Moving on to the Cavan ladies when you look back over it, you know you, you think of it and say well you know they didn't actually pick up any silverware um, but yet when you actually analyse it they finished second in Division 2 behind Donegal just missed out on the promotion they reached the Ulster final lost to Monaghan and then they were in the All Ireland quarter final, lost to Cork you know all at senior level so it, it, there's definite signs of progress with the Cavan ladies Oh yeah they weren't
1: in the Ulster senior final since the late 70s um and like that win over Donegal, I think they were they were something like six yeah. to one to beat Donegal. I know a couple of fellas had it backed. Tremendous win in the also semi final. I think I think you'd have to say they made great progress. Like they've established themselves now in or around the top ten in the country. Um yeah. whereas they were playing intermediate football a couple of years ago. Um like getting to an all Ireland senior quarter final, okay they got a, they got a bit of a transfer from Cork, but I think they were they were right in the game at half time. It was they were very low score in the first half they could have been a point up or maybe level at half time they got off to a great start I think they had a goal after 20 seconds from Katrina Smith if I'm not mistaken yeah. but um, you know Cork her, her, that Cork team was the greatest ever a ladies football team mm. so it's no shame really but um, no, they're back not. training already the big, the big news for them is they've lost, lost Roshin O'Keefe for a year yeah. she did she did a cruise last year on a, in Komogi the day after the Cork game actually so Roshin is out for the year like she would have been back probably by summer, but she has decided to go traveling because she's missed. she would have missed so much anyway.
0: Yeah, well, you you couldn't blame her, but and and I don't want to maybe start fires here, but the, she done her cruise shit. She played the senior club final on the Sunday, played Cork on the following Saturday in the All Ireland quarter final, and then played the Camogie on the Sunday again. Surely the the, the fixtures, you know could have done something to to help out there I'm not saying that, that the overload of fixtures of three very very important games to Hoare in the space of seven days were were the cause of it but I wouldn't be surprised but they had a an, a, an effect on it.
1: I wouldn't be surprised no I, I don't know does does that kind of a heavy load of fixtures, is that a contributory factor in the cruise ship, I'm not sure is it I Bob, have no idea. Bob, Bob, could be, I mean it sounds like, it sounds like a crazy schedule like yeah. That's the danger, I suppose if you're playing two sports, it's a tricky one. Mm. But you know, it's not like, yeah, you know, it's it is a tough one. It's a hard one to, it's a hard one to nail down.
0: Yeah, it's definitely very difficult. Like, I don't think Terry Highland or Matty Madlinan would would like their the county senior men to be playing a club game six days before they're playing a county senior championship match. Uh, I think that, that Conor Barry and the Cavan senior ladies were hampered by the fact that Lorgan and Lacken had to play in that game. And not only Lorgan and Lacken, you had the intermediate and the junior finals the yeah. same day. So I think that that's something maybe the ladies board need to just reassess. And, and if Cavan ladies are to continue to progress, these sort of fixtures have to be, even even if it was an extra week, Just give them give them a weekend off, and then they're going into an All Ireland quarter final against Cork. You know that there's no club football for that weekend. I think that that would have been a huge advantage, but it didn't happen. Hopefully, hopefully lessons can be learned from it. Um, Moving on to the the Cavan senior men's team, uh, when you look back on it, you'd have to say it's the one thing that overall it was a good year, reaching Division One
1: yeah it was but it, that needs to be put in pr- perspective for, we'll say that from the start because the league means nothing the only reason you want to be in Division 1 is to, is to have a better launch pad for the championship really be, being a Division 1 team would you rather be a Division 4 team and win the Ulster Championship or be a Division 1 team and, and not even reach the final
0: yeah but the the reality is that you won't win an Ulster Championship from Division 4
1: yes ok but the, but b- 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 um, promotion is the means to an end and we didn't reach the end like if we got to Division 1 uh, but we still made no further progress really in championship we had a good, very good win against Armagh I, uh, you know a good draw against Tyrone when Cavan should have won that game I know it took a late goal to, to snatch a draw but they, were, they weren't they weren't playing with confidence they were playing in fits and starts which I always think is a t- sign of a team that doesn't have full confidence they're playing a little burst they get a score they get a bit of momentum crowd gets behind them get another score or two, then they retreat back into their shells and Cavan had all their scoring in that game in about three bursts yeah you know, so they went an awful the long gaps time with the scoring,
0: scoring were, were far, far too long, whereas if you look at the timeline on Tyrone's scoring, it was every seven, eight, nine minutes. Like I don't I think the longest gap they went was nine minutes without a score in that game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And with went to about something like tor- thirty or forty minutes in the middle of the game yeah. with no score. But um I think Cavan showed like in their best periods that they they're every bit as good as Tyrone. Every bit. But over the whole hour and or the whole seventy two or three minutes um, especially the second day like you'd have to say Tyrone just had that little bit more about them Do you know the mentality changed as well going in the second day like it was like Tyrone thought well they're gonna you know they've thrown everything they have at us the old thing in replays like the favourites think well the mindset changes like well we've come through that little scare now and I think Kevin probably thought that too like I know they started okay but by God they collapsed mm. they started making just the concentration wasn't there the same as it had been some stupid errors and once they conceded the two goals, like like it was Goo Boo stuff in the second half.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that the second half wasn't like a game of football. It was it was it was like an under 10s game of football, where sure, everybody goes all out attack. Now I understand Cavin had to go all out attack, and that played right into Tyrone's game plan that they they were leaving themselves. Cavin were leaving themselves exposed for the counter attack by driving forward. You know, but they had, they had to do it. But the second half in the replay. You couldn't even analyse it. You can't be looking at that and saying, well, geez, what can I learn about Cavan and that or what can I learn about Tyrone? You learn nothing because they, you know, it, it just it set itself up for Tyrone knew how to see out the game and their counter-attack is absolutely brilliant. I, I think it's as good as when Donegal won the All-Ireland on the Jim McGuinness, Tyrone's counter-attack is something up to that standard.
1: Probably is yeah. It probably is. I, I'd I'd say the only difference is Donegal probably have better forwards. Like they had more yeah. and McFadden. Yeah. Um, it, it probably McBerty. is. Other than that, they probably are as good. Like and then as well. As you say, but um, yeah. Look, it was the Derry game was the biggest disappointment of all. Like I think it, as a supporter, it took a, it took a long few weeks to get over that one because that was just careless. I'd have to say that's the only word I could use to describe it. That game was there for the win. Derry's record in the qualifiers is terrible. It's brutal for a big county like Derry and mm. that has been relatively successful and operated in division 1 a good bit in the last few years Re-
0: one division 1 title one
1: division 1 titles top division 1 in the group their their qualifier records deplorable it just they never have bought into the qualifiers up there we had a home game against Derry everything was in our favor we were after getting a chance to hit the reset button against a home game against Carlo was the absolute best draw we could have possibly got we we like and you saw on the first half that that six seven day turnaround is is a nightmare. And the first half, Kevin looked very ordinary against the Carlo, but they got that o- over them. And I thought, right, that's it, that's all they needed. They're back to, they're back to to themselves. But again, these silly mistakes, like the the stupid red card, the stupid goal conceded in the first half, where, where between uh, Rory and Ray McGallaghan, nobody claimed the ball and your man got stuck in the net. Like Kevin should have been out of sight at time They were playing brilliant stuff, but they left themselves open for the sucker punch. And look at Derry. The qualifier record showed again next time out that they, they, they collapsed again. But if Kevin had to go through that one, I think they would have made an all Ireland semi final.
0: Yeah, and and for me the most disappointing part of it was that it it turned back the clock not not the game itself, even not the Carlo game, but the the players' attitude that. It, it came out after the championship was over that a number of players, after the Tyrone game, knowing there was a six-day turnaround, went socialising, and then after the beat Carlo, which for me is the absolute cardinal sin, a number of players yet again went socialising. Now this wasn't this. I don't think that there was a drinks ban in place. I think that there was a discussion amongst the players, and some players said, "Listen, we need it. We need to blow off some steam. We need to go out and have a few points." You know, I. I I have no problem with lads going out and having a few pints if they could have two pints and go home or three pints and go home that's fine but there was there was reports of lads being at nightclubs you know and this sort of stuff that, that's rolling back the years to when Cavan players when I was in my me, in me teens and well late teens that Cavan players were going to championship games with jeans in their bag you know ready for the night out like, that's if if you're at that level of preparation we've gone way way back and I'm disappointed in that bunch of players because I thought we'd got rid of that culture out of Cavan, but it appears that it creeped back in and that's that's something that I think if, if Kavanagh are to make any more progress at senior level, and progress is towards the goal of winning an Ulster title and then competing for all Ireland titles, but you're not going to do it if you put in seven, eight months of effort, busting your gut, training four or five times a week, committing and sacrificing so much, and, and, and I use the word sacrificing very loosely because I think most of these lads enjoy it, but why then go out when you're at D Day when you have the opportunity to achieve something that Cavan haven't achieved in in almost twenty years reaching All Ireland semi final? Why would you turn around and sacrifice that for a couple of nights out when they finish playing football? They'll have lots of nights out. Yeah, you know, well done,
1: well can, said, well said. You like. know,
0: they can sit in their high stools at that stage, but if you're going to play for Cavan, play play with a bit of pride. And, and do you know
1: what they mean? It's not even the physical effects of it. Like they might have went out and drank six pints. We, I know that's not good a week mm. before the game, but it's it's it's. it's it's what it indicates. Like it indicates a general uh, sloppiness of the standard and dead, right? things are loose and just getting a little bit sloppy. If you get sloppy like that, you're going to get sloppy on the field. And we saw it against Derry. Like,
0: but even the fact that there had to be a discussion or a debate about it, that that would have been enough to to knock the morale. Like, look, it was very obvious to me after the Derry game that the players, a lot of the players, went up to a huddle. A certain number of players walked away in disgust from. The, the, the huddle, you know, they, they they just basically said they weren't, you know, were not even bothered with this, and they they were obviously disgusted with the attitude of some of the other players. So it, that needs to be stamped out. That needs to be taken care of. And and, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is that. I, th- I don't think most people realise that that went on and yeah, that's, I don't think so either, I, right. I, I think it's something that has to be addressed there That it, it, it hasn't been a problem and it hasn't been under Terry Highland's reign that I was ever aware of anyway but for it to happen at the end there and maybe that had something to do with with, with Terry departing from it that the attitude changing wasn't there. Uh, wasn't everybody's liking so it's it's something that definitely Matty McLeanon is going to have to keep an eye on and make sure that the that the attitude doesn't fall just when you're about to cross the last fence. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out RomarEnergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.
1: Yeah, you're, de- you're dead right. Well, you know, with McLean, at the moment, are going brilliantly. And it's, course, it reminds me of what something Mickey Hannan said. Every team is going brilliantly until they play a game. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's not being smart about the thing. You know the word The word coming from the camp is top class about about Matty McLean and so far. But you'll find that coming up to the All County League that every team you talk to they will be flying until the play game until you lose a game basically. Yeah. Even if you win your first couple of games, even better. But you might be playing teams that you beat anyway. That's but um, so so far so so far so good with Matty McLean. But I have to say we were talking off air. I I spoke to Matty McLean for the first time last Monday evening, and uh, I came off the phone and. Between heartburn and <laughs> jeans are getting tight after Christmas, and everything else, I was just ready to go back to work. And I said, I've come off the phone, and I was like, I'm going to go out and run a 5k here. This man, he's got something, there's something infectious about him. Like, I came off the phone, and I actually texted a couple of people, including yourself, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think we're going to win also this year. He has that infectiousness about him. He's a different style than Terry Highland, in that, well, Terry, Terry is a very warm personality as well, but. Um, in terms of the way he, he deals with the media in any case, if that's something to go by, um I said to McLean about about the Tyrone game on Sunday and he says, I'm putting out my strongest fifteen. He says I'm judging taking the panel at face value, from what I've seen, I'm putting out the best fifteen lads I have and Tyrone are gonna have to come down here and play very, very well to beat us. And I was just thinking, that is so refreshing to hear that Do you know, he's laying down the gauntlet and he's not afraid to say it. Come on come at us, Tyrone. Do what you can, you're gonna to have to come and beat us in Brefley Park.
0: Surely has to reflect on to the players as well. Speaking to a few players, like they're as you say, they look at not there hasn't been really a ball kick, but I know they've played three challenge matches, they've won all three of them. You know, they're they're definitely they're buzzing about the the atmosphere around the camp. It seems to be very enjoyable. And that's that's the word that isn't usually used about county senior footballers. But I know a few of them from speaking to them, they're, they're loving it. They're really enjoying the trainings. They're enjoying the the level of effort that's been put in, and just the enthusiasm and the positivity that's been brought. Now, that happens with fresh faces all the time, you know, and it, it, it's always going to happen. But it definitely seems like there's there's something special happening in there at the minute. So hopefully it continues.
1: Hopefully it continues. That's right. Um, you know, there'll be a big crowd here on Sunday for this Tharong game. Tharonger bring a big crowd. Cabin will will bring a huge crowd. The curiosity factor as well. It's the new man, especially if it's a good day. It's at home. You're you're seeing the Ulster champions coming to town, who always put up, put on a good show in the McKenna Cup. I think you're going to see a huge crowd for a McKenna Cup game. Now imagine if we could beat our own. We haven't beaten them in 16 years, even in the McKenna Cup game. Yeah, you know, and I did say it to McLean, and he says, "Look, we just want to get a game against Tyrone." He says, "Then when we go and play them in the National League, it's not like it's my first game against Tyrone or whatever as a Tyrone man." He says, "That's all out of the way. We've we've played them, we've gone about our business, and we're ready to play them again. They're just another team." So he's already he knows he's aware that that Tyrone are like uh, they've haunted Cavan. Like you know, they're like a, some sort of a ghoul mm. or a gremlin here. Yeah. So he's aware of that. Like Tyrone have broken, like Damien, in the last in the last um, three or four years alone. When you li- think about the way Tyrone have broken Calvin's hearts, th- like if we had won even one of those mechanic cups, it would have done an awful lot for that for that panel to get a bit of silverware. Yeah. Like they, I say Tyrone sports can barely remember even those games. Definitely. A national league final in Crow Park, um, you know, two, I a chance to play in the final final That Tyrone, Tyrone, we definitely owe Tyrone one
0: we definitely do so it's Kingspan and Park this Sunday at 2pm uh, you'll have full live commentary here on wearecaven.com thanks to uh, Paul Fitzpatrick he's going to sit in with with me on that one as well so uh, tune in from 2pm on the listen live button on our website there just moving on very quickly there the, the club scene we're going to try and do this in, in, in a few minutes but the club scene senior champions Rammer you know at the at the before there was a ball kicked i don't think there was too many people backed rammer to win
1: it. no absolutely not um there was sure they were they were easy to back you know if you wanted to if you wanted to get money i think they were hovering around 6 to 1 8 to 1 um at the throw in of the championship but um up to the semi-final stage i thought Lavi possibly were the team of the championship but and then rammer beat them I think Rammer came of age in the quarter-final, really, when they beat, they beat Kingscourt, who are my tips for the championship. Like so You have a ha- good day's work done when you beat Kingscourt, and uh, they managed to do, to do that. But a young team, um, they're ahead of schedule in terms of, of we would say, the other the last great team to emerge in Cavan was was uh, Cavan Gales, and it took them a couple of years to win that championship. Like They were in the final two or three times before they finally won one. Rammer have won one now in their first time in a final, it's, yeah. it's going to be difficult to retain it, but I don't think the field in general is as strong as it was back when the girls were winning. I think the field is is it's even, but there's like as we said before, there's about five or six teams that are maybe a seven out of ten. But if Rammer are maybe an eight out of ten, you know, they've got an edge on everyone.
0: But there should be room for, for improvement on that Rammer team because of the age profile and fairness to them. So yeah. there's there's I'd say there's a lot more to come from that Rammer team and it's important that other clubs step up and make it competitive for them, that they're not walking through championships. But I think this year coming will be a slightly different case that there are a few teams that are ready to compete. Even like Lavi and them were probably the closest to beating them, I, I would have thought in the semi-final they've made huge progress under Kevin McDonald, and, yeah. and I think they'll be a team to watch next year if they can get everybody available, everybody back, and everybody playing. And Shane Tierney back in on the county is going to be a big, big, big plus.
1: Yeah, you have to have scoring forwards, like, mm-hmm. and they they have that. They don't know how to score. Currents for an awful lot, you know. I, I did feel that the one weakness that that Kingsford have was that they didn't have a dangerous inside scoring forward I know Joe Dylan's a great man to get goals
0: but but and a great ball winner yeah but he's not a poacher
1: he's not a poacher and the Miss Dargon as well who is a, a man who will get on the ball five times and get you four points in a game He's um, were lacking that and you could see that because they were playing Peter Corrigan inside who's on inside forward so different teams have, have, are almost a complete picture uh, but I think Rammer are the closest to it
0: yeah, definitely. The intermediate championship Arva got over the line. They continued this amazing progression from a junior club to now a senior division one club. In fairness, it's some achievement.
1: A hell of an achievement, yeah. And in the end, up I thought they fell over the line against against Killing Care. Your lads, um, Arva just hung in there long enough and just about got over the line and the no more. But there was very little between them and Killing Care. Um, I thought Arva, Arva. Um, stuttered early on in, in the championship like they lost to t- Killing Care they drew at Bell even Drummond Lee pushed them for, for long spells um, they hit former quarter final against Baleborough they played very well they made a bad start or t- something like 7-0 there or 7-1 there against Shercock. and in played very well after that and only for a late goal from a free they had won that game more comfortably the drawn intermediate final was a brilliant it was the game of the year I you've probably watched it back Damien a few times I'd love to see it again it was phenomenal mm-hmm. Why out of the look on d v d yeah
0: yeah uh, the the pace to it actually was 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 surprising you know, and when you're looking at it in real time it, it you're you're saying, geez, it's a quick game, but when you actually look back on it it, it really was a very very pacey game um, it 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 was actually when when you get back and look at it, it was probably the opportunity that killing care should have won it that day. That was their day to win it. You know That was our day to win it, I suppose. But um, Arvid, to their credit, some moments of brilliance. The ball by Brian Ellis. Is uh, just. I'd love to see it again. Uh, uh, in real time, it
1: was unbelievable. Yeah,
0: and, and when you watch it back, he meant it. You could see he knew where he was going with the ball. And then Kevin Boucher gave a beautiful ball in the second half. It wasn't as obvious in real time, but his ball for Kieran Brady for the goal was just perfectly executed like he, he couldn't have made it bounce better in front to not break Kieran Brady's stride like it was it was amazing there was some brilliant brilliant skills on show that day and it took Arva's probably massive or great ability on, on skill execution to win that game Killing Care were probably harder working and you know maybe at a, at a slightly higher pace than Arva the first day, but the skill just really came true for Arva that day to get them to draw or to, to, to finish up in a draw, but the, the second day you couldn't have any real qualms about it overall, I think Arva were the better team on the second day So,
1: mm, pro- Yeah, they probably were, even though Killing Care never gave up and came back at the end, could have had a free at the end, but uh, possibly Arva could have had a free before that as well at the end, it was it was it was nip and talk, but it was a it was a hell of a championship. Like the uh, the Killing care game in the semi final was brilliant. There was brilliant games all through that championship. Absolutely.
0: There's a huge amount to be said for the county board on this one because the, uh, the, the 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 restructure I think definitely worked. I thought that the that the intermediate championship was an extremely entertaining competition and to manage within it you had your five or your yeah, your four games, one after the other, week after week, that you got momentum, you 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 got your you got your ability to go and prepare the team. I I thought it was a brilliant competition. I have to say the county board deserve huge respect for that or huge credit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really was. And in the junior championship, um, again, even pretty even from the semi-finals on, but Cornefin just caught fire in the final and and beat Barry McHugh. The team I like in that championship is Kildallan. I'd love to see them making a breakthrough because about five years ago their senior team practically was the minor team mm-hmm. and they've kept most of those lads together now because they, like, they they lost a full generation of players to emigration, you know in the recession but they've managed to keep them all together now and they've made slow slow incremental strides so I'd like to see Kildallan win it but next year's going to be one of the toughest junior championships ever with the teams that have come down
0: definitely is definitely is unfortunately that's all we've time for we'll, uh, we'll discuss the, um, the congress on our next podcast but make sure and tune in this Saturday or this Sunday sorry for the live game on com. Cavan against Tyrone in Kingsborough and Park from 2pm so thanks very much to Paul Fitzpatrick for joining us here on the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast and thank you for listening Celtic Warrior, crafted pale ale from the Highland Brewing Company. Born of the land in the hills of Breffney. our beer is crafted with our Celtic legacy in mind. Find us on Facebook. Enjoy Celtic Warrior responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie